An enjoyable sikha today, a little shorter, a little easier than the ones we've learned the last few weeks, with a beautiful hira, a beautiful lesson at the end. This is a blend of nigla and chsidis with a psutish uh, mikra, a little, a little bit of everything. We're going to discuss the me'il today. The me'il, the tunic, is one of the eight garments of the Kain Gadol. It was a, uh, made out of tcheles, out of blue wool. It was like a sleeveless shirt that went over the shoulders, over the neck, and all the way down to the ground. And on the bottom, there were these little ornaments shaped like pomegranates and bells that would jingle when the Kain Gadol would come in and do the avoida. The, the service in the Beis Amigdash. And today we're going to discuss these pomegranates, these ornaments, and also what was the purpose of the noise. Why was it necessary to have noise in the Beis Amigdash uh, when the Kain Gadol was doing his Avoida? And these two, uh, these two details will complement our understanding of one another. The Pasuk says with regards to the Me'il, you should make on the bottom, on the hem, pomegranates made out of blue wool, al shulav saviv, all the way around on the bottom, on the fringe, and golden bells within them, which we'll translate in a moment what means, saviv around the bottom of the meal. Is Rashi Mefarish? Rashi explains. First, he explains, Rashi tells us that the Pomegranates or the pomegranate shaped ornaments were round and hollow. So Rashi says in the next Rashi that nevertheless, even though they were hollow, and you might think that the reason that they're hollow is because they're supposed to be something inside of them. That's not how Rashi learns his upper. The meaning of the words that there were golden bells within them. It does not mean that the bells were inside the hollow, inside the space of the pomegranates, nor beinehem saviv, but ra rather it means beinehem within them means bein shnei it means between them, between two pomegranates, between every two pomegranates, there was one bell that was suspended from the bottom of the meil. So Rashi holds, Rashi's opinion is that the pomegranates were there for beauty, were there for decorative purposes, and the bells were between the pomegranates. So the Ramban has a question. According to Rashi's pshat, it is implied as that the pomegranates had no functional purpose. And if they are solely decorative, why were they made like hollow pomegranates? Yeah, same They should have been made like a golden apple. So the so the Ramban who concludes that the bells were inside the rimonim, they were inside the pomegranates. He says the reason they were hollow was because they housed the bells. So they had a, had a purpose. 
But according to Rashi, that they did not house the bells. They were just there for decoration. The Ramban says, why pomegranates? Why not golden apples? Now, it's, a, it's, a, it's important to note that there are some opinions that say that the bells jingled by banging against the pomegranates. And some even say that it was a nest. It was a miracle because the pomegranates were made out of material. They were made out of trellis, out of blue wool. So some say it was a nest. Some say it wasn't a nest. But Rashi says clearly, he brings it in Art of Five, the bells were a, a, a typical bell that has a little ball on the inside. Actually, in Hebrew, it's called an inbal, a ball on the inside that makes the bell jingle. And therefore, the Rimonim have no purpose with regards to the bells. They were not needed to be there at all. The bells could still jingle. The bells were still fully functional without the Rimonim. So the Ramban is saying, why? Who needs the Rimonim? And if they're just there for decoration, why not golden apples? And for Derdeim, Rebliyom Mizrahi, who is one of the classic commentators on Rashi, defends Rashi on this. And responds to the Ramban and says, I don't get the question. Why are apples any uh, any, any better than Rimoinim? If the question is, what's the purpose of the of the of the Rimoinim? What's the purpose of the pomegranates? It's a good question. But why would he bring up apples? Why are apples any better than golden apples? Any better than pomegranates? Mefarshu Zayin So the Numuki Shmuel explains. As the kasha from the Ramban, it's been a the prat chalulim. It really isn't about apples versus pomegranates. It's about hollow versus filled. This question is: Since the bells were not hanging within the space, within the hollow space of the pomegranates, why were the pomegranates hollow? So that's how he explains the Ramban's question. It's not about apples versus versus pomegranates, it's about chalulim versus filled, about hollow versus filled. However, as Blaib Tabernit move on. However, that doesn't fully explain the situation. If the Ramban is only asking about hollow, why does the Ramban bring up golden apples? If the Ramban is only concerned about the fact that, that the tapuchim, that the Rimonim, that the pomegranates were hollow, why does he bring up the golden apples? Why does he bring up, why does he bring up apples at all? He should have just asked the question, why, why, were they, why were they hollow? He could have stopped right there. So, on, so Ramban has a, has a question, a valid question on Rashi. And his question is, what was the purpose of the Rimonim? Why were they why were they chalulim? Why were they hollow? We what we don't understand on the Ramban is what's the deal with the apples? Why bring up apples? Uh, and why are apples any better than pomegranates? So in Sif Base, we're gonna to try to find Enfer, which we're gonna to try to answer why the Ramban is leaning towards apples. And again, the Rimonim are in the Posik. So he's not actually asking to change it to tapuchim. He's saying, if according to Rashi, the 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 have no functional purpose, then why would the Torah say rimayim and not tapuchim? Which is that leads the Ramban to say that they did have a functional purpose. They were not linoi. They were not just for decoration. 
but that means that he says, had they been, hypothetically, had they been for decoration, then they should have been tapuchim. So we're going to try to answer why the Ramban likes tapuchim better when it comes to decoration. Seemingly, we can explain as follows. In the Menorah, that was in the base Amikdash, there were decorative ornaments or decorative uh, 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 shapes in the chiseled Menorah. Three different types that were there for, for decoration. Gvim, goblet-shaped uh, ornaments. Kaftorim, globe-shaped ornaments. Round, like a ball. Uprochim, and flowers. What were the kaftorim? Kaftorim literally in, in Hebrew means buttons. So Rashi explains that they were apple-shaped, round. So now comes the Ramban and says, just like in the Menorah, they had Givim, Kaftorim, Uprochim. And the Kaftorim, Rashi says, are like Tapuchim, like apples. So according, it says the Ramban, that if according to Rashi, you're only putting something here, Lenoi, for, for decoration, they should have been like uh, uh, apples and not like pomegranates. Just like the other fruit-related decoration that we had in the base of Mikdash, the kaftorim in the Menorah. So that, that might answer the question. The Ramban says, we already see from the Menorah that apples are a, are a used fruit decoration. So why would we all of a sudden switch to tapuchim, to tzari, to remindim? As Blyphe, the first standing, we have two questions here. Does Gufa Defavon Abir? Midvas is no if I still doesn't explain how decoration is closer connected to apples than to pomegranates. Beis ladas rasha, vos is the tam, but by meils I didn't give any meinim lenoi. When by the meir tapuchim, we still also now that Ramban has a, his question is a little stronger on Rashi. So we have to understand now from coming from Rashi's perspective why taka did the meil have pomegranates. And the Menorah have apples. How do you how do you connect that? If if now according to the Ramban, the 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 Rimonim were hollow and the bells were inside, so they weren't there for decoration. So you can't compare it to the Menorah. But according to Rashi, that they were there for decoration. Why 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 here? Why in the Menorah is it is there are, are there apples? And in the in the Meil do we have pomegranates? So we're going to take a break for a moment, for a few moments, from the apple versus pomegranate discussion. And we're going to talk about another aspect of the bells. And that is the fact that it was Venishma Koiloi that the bells had to jingle. The sound had to be heard um, as the Kayengadl entered into the Beis Amikdash. The purpose of the bells of the Me'il, the sound was heard when he entered into the holy, into the Kodesh. It was so integral in the Aveda, that by the sound of the bells being heard, this protects him from not dying, which you can deduce from this, that if the sound was not heard, it could it could bring to a situation of yamus, of death. So obviously the sound of the bells was very, very important to the point that it depends, the life of the Kayan Gadl depends on it. Darfim Fashtayin, 
So we have to understand. Why is the venishma, the sound, the jingle of the bells, such a necessity when the Kayin Gadol enters into the Kaidash? And the question is even stronger. We know the Pasik tells us that the Abishta does not appear in noise, in, in I think over there it means thunder, but the, the idea is the Abishta appears with a muted, hushed, delicate sound. And we see this by the Kayin Gadol himself. When he actually went into the Holy of Holies, Anim Kippur is given dafke on the big days of. He was not wearing the, the the garments of gold, referring to the eight garments that the Kohen Gadol wore the rest of the year. Rather, he wore the four garments that were made out of linen that he wore specifically on Yom Kippur. on the meil, and therefore he was not wearing the meil. and therefore there was no sound of bells. So the Kohen Gadol, when he goes into the holiest place on the holiest day of the year, there's no sound of bells because, because we're trying to reach the Eibishter with a coiled mamadaka, with a hushed, a quiet sound. So in that case, why is there all of a sudden, the rest of the year, why is there all of a sudden the need to have the, the, the sounding of the bells when the Kohen Gadol goes into the, goes into the Beis Amikdash against the the pasuk loy berash Hashem that the Abishter appears not in in in, uh, in noise. The Rabban is masbir, so the Rabban explains as pisim that there's a concept that if somebody walks in to the palace with a suddenness, with an abruptness, without uh, 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 sending ahead a message, getting an invite or something like that, chayiv misa. His chayiv misa is considered a treason. To, to walk in abruptly into the palace. So the sound of the bells is like asking permission, like you would ring the bell or knock on the door in today's, uh, 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 um, in today's world. So similarly, the ringing of the bells of the, of the Kain Godel's Me'il was like asking permission to enter. Now, before we, we continue on this, let's just, in that case, contrast that to Yom Kippur. In that case, why in Yom Kippur do you not need the sound of the bells? According to the Ramban, it makes a lot of sense. So before a person walks into the palace, he has to, has to wait a moment and, and be called in. So why Yom Kippur is there no ringing of the bells? In that case, why does the Ken Gadol not need permission, so to speak, when the, he goes into the Holy of Holies? Certainly, if he's going, if when going into the main areas of the palace, you need, uh, you need to ask permission, you need an invite, then certainly if you're going into the innermost chamber, into the king's lifnai v'lifnim, for sure you should need a permission or an invite. So, and Yom Kippur, you see, we don't need it. Is there time? Because on Yom Kippur, the Abishter is expressing the greatness of the Yid. That the Pasuk, the Torah, does not expect of them to be represented by an agent, by someone who's going to invite them in. They don't need the bells to let him know that they're coming like a person who sends ahead a messenger notifying in advance that he's on his way. On Yom Kippur, we're so close to Hashem that it's not needed. 
It's like if you have a child. If the child of the king is coming in, he doesn't need uh, an invite. He doesn't need to send to send ahead. Child walks right in. Sanyim Kippur, we're like David's child. So we walk right in, no problem. But the rest of the year, in order to go in, we have to get an invite, and we or we have to ask permission. And therefore, there was the sounding of the bells. This is what the Ramban explains. Laid them pirush kumtois. So according to this pirush, we would understand as der v'nishma koyle from the pamoinim is nitkin chelik from the ravoda. Halachically speaking, there, there, there's certain aspects that were done in the Beis Amikdash that were part of the Avodah, and some that were not part of the Avodah, but they were like a Heksher Mitzvah, or they were like a preparation for the Mitzvah, or an introduction to the Avodah, and something that was necessary in order for the Avodah to get done. According to this explanation of the Ramban, that the bells were there to get permission, so to speak, to enter into the Beis Amikdash, then that means that the sound of the bells is not part of the Aveda, nor blaze Aveda. Rather, it is only a preparation to the Aveda. And this will be this detail will be relevant later on when we explain a little bit more uh, what's going on with with the with the with, with the uh, with the lesson. However, the the bald over as yeder prat b'shaychus that the avede from king gadol is betachel sadiyuk. Even though you're going to tell me that the, the that the ringing of the bells from the Ramban's perspective is is requesting an invite, and therefore it's only a hakidom of a hachon and it's not part of the avede itself. But nevertheless, every detail. With regards to the Aved of the King Gadol was exactly precise. Certainly something like this that is connected with a consequence of death. So we have to make this point that even though the purpose of the bells was in order to it, it was a preparation to the Avaidah. Nevertheless, the bells rang during the Avaidah as well. Whenever the Kohen Gadol moved, every movement that he made, it, the, the tunic would shake and the bells would ring. Is Mistaber. So therefore, we must conclude, we must understand, as Venishma Koyli is an Inyan versus Negean der Avaidah Gufa. So that, that, that Venishma Koyli, the hearing the sound of the bells, is not just a preparation for the Avaidah, but it's relevant to the Avaidah itself. So we have to understand what is the purpose of the ringing of the bells. Even though the Ramban said it's Natilas Rishos. Nevertheless, it, that still doesn't explain why the bells would ring or jingle throughout the entire Aveda of the Kohen Gadol. And therefore, we have to understand a little bit deeper what is the purpose of Anishma Kohle. Why is it so necessary, so integral for the bells to jingle during the Aveda? And in Sif Dalid, he's going to explain this uh, from the perspective of Chassidus. And he's going to say that noise represents the Aveda of a person who is, who is in a panic, who is in a, an, an, an uproar. Things are not going well, and he's trying to save the situation, and he's running towards the Abishter, and that running is, is, represents noise. That's serving Hashem with noise. And then there's a type of Aveda where a person is is, is calm and uh, re relaxed and doing what he's supposed to do in an organized way. And therefore, that represents the Aveda of serving Hashem without noise. We're going to see the, the, the Tzaddik versus Baal Tshuva 
and it, and a beautiful concept here about the Kohen Gadol uniting all types of Yudim together. Ain't from the Biyudim and then one of the Biyudim are as follows. The Kohen Gadol was the agent, the emissary, the representative of the entire Jewish people. That means automatically that as he enters into the holy space, he takes along the entire Jewish people into the holy. Understood as it is explained in various places at length, as the Avedu from Bali Tshuva, the Avedu of Bali Tshuva, which is motivated by the distance from Hashem, and Antleivt Funra is escaping from the evil. Is Mitarash makes a lot of noise as the Vienner was Antleivt like someone who's running away from a life-threatening situation. Mit Gishrei und Sturim. With, with with cries, with screaming, and with an uproar. Similarly, in every single year, not just specifically a Balchuva that is in the place of Ra and is running away, but any year. Even someone who does not have Averis. If you will contemplate for a moment on how distant he is, Malakus. See their far and for with two with, with two approaches. See their far was the nefesh abamis is not by in betokfei. Either because his nefesh abamis is still fully functioning, ubemele is that a yesh with the nefesh in the lakus, and therefore he is a yesh. He is a self-serving, separate entity from a lakus, and that is frightening him or bothering him. Even if his nefesh abamis is not. Total, fully functioning. He's overcome his nefesh abamis, but he feels, he senses his own entity as, a, as an entity of goodness. Nefesh olikis, he feels the nefesh olikis. Taka metzies dikdusha, oberimforta metzies nidbitl. It could be a holy entity, but it's still an entity and therefore a self-serving entity and therefore it's not in a state of bitl. It's not totally subdued to godliness, to alikus. So either the person's nefesh abamis is separating him as a yesh, or he he he, he is he, experiencing his nefesh kiss, but it's not yet in a state of bittel. So this shows him how far he is from elokus. This. Uh, 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 this arouses him, awakens him with a great noise to unleaf him from the matzav to escape from the situation. So either you're talking about someone who's who's has to do tshuva, or you're talking about someone who has no avedus, but he, he he's in a state of yeshes, or someone who's not in a state of yeshes, but he's not in a state of bittel. In any of these cases, as soon as they realize where they are, this frightens them. There's a panic. And the panic causes an outcry, a noise, a, a, an escape that is that is uh, uh, making a lot of noise that that, that represents the avoda with a koil rash god. And he brings in the brackets the following anecdote. Balshemtiv was asked about the fact that Hasidim make these um, make motions and uh, are very animated during davening. But again, Balshemtiv answered. As does, in other words, the question was, a person is standing before the king, a person should stand in absolute stillness, in absolute uh, silence, 
You know, with a total bittle to the king, and yet the question was that Hasidim are shaking back and forth, and they're moving, and they're shaking, and their hands are hand motions. If, for example, if someone, God forbid, is drowning in the ocean, he makes all kinds of motions to save himself. And he screams with all of his might that they should come save him. Certainly nobody is going to be laughing at his, at, at his movements or at his cries of panic. It, it, because because it's a life-threatening situation. He's drowning. So he makes all types of motions and movements and, and, and calls and screams and cries to be saved. Similarly, says the Baal Shem, when he is davening, he's trying to save himself from this world. And therefore, it comes with all types of animated motions. Now, how does this fit in with Leiber Hashem? We just explained in the previous Eve that the Ebishter has not reached through noise. So the Rebbe says it does not contradict the Pasik. Well, the Diuk in them is Leberash Havaya. The Pasik itself says Havaya, that Havaya cannot be reached with Rash. To be a proper vessel to receive Shem Havaya, that's higher than Elamis, after Yavay designed in the Bechinus from Then that is true, that the Aveda has to be in a way of silence. Of a, of, a, of, a, of a muted voice, which is Tachlis Abitl, which represents total Bitl. So therefore, if you want to reach Havaya, it's Leiberash. Masha'en came and the Aveda is not far bounded with that Leifen from Yeshua Sumitzius. But if the Aveda, you're not yet ready to reach Havaya, you're still just trying to run away to escape from your own self-serving entity. Which can only reach the name of Alekim, not Havaya. Because only in the name of Elikim is there even uh, an opening for the person's Metzias. In the name of Avaya, there's no room for anything else. It's only Elikus. But Elikim is a more limited uh, uh, manifestation of godliness. And therefore, they leave space for the person to create his own identity. And therefore, if a person is still struggling with their own identity, that means they're in the, they're in the space of Elikim, not Avaya. So the Aveda of Elikim, the Aveda of trying to run away from your Yeshus and reach the level of Elikim, this Aveda is connected, as we just explained so beautifully, with sound, with noise, with clamor. Those is their Thomas, the Aveda from Kain Godla Gansior. Is given in the name of Now we can explain why the Kayin God. Now that we understand there's two types of Aveda. There's an Aveda of the Balchover, the Aveda of the fleeing from the Ra, which is with noise. And then there's the Aveda of Tachlis Habitl, which is without noise. Now we can understand why the Kayin Godel during the year would have to do his Aveda in a manner of Nishma Kayle that the sound was heard. Because he has to bring in along with him into the holy. Even those hidden that are on a level that their service of Hashem is still with noise. As it is also seen, represented in the fact that the bells were at the very bottom, at the hem. Of the meil, the inyan from the nishma kaili is farbunden with the nidri kimadregis from Eden. The idea that they have to hear the sound of the bells is connected with those la Eden on a lower level. But the aveda is mitzadarichok, and which the aveda is be motivated by their distance from Hashem. Those Eden have to also be included in the kain gadol's entrance into the into the base amikdash. He has to include them. 
He has to include the, the Yidin that are on the fringe. He has to include the Yidin who are still serving Hashem from a place of Richok, which is a place of noise, which is an Avedah of noise. They too have to be included in the Avedah and therefore Venish Makailai. And therefore, the, when the Kayan God does his Avedah, it has to be with noise. Underby is the Azar of Venish Makailai, the Gemar And therefore, the Pasik says he should not die. Uh, by by uh, if, if if the sound isn't heard, as in them is totally the close to Chayes with Ken Gadol. The general life of the Ken Gadol is dependent on the noise. A by him is the Tadr Venishma If the noise, the sound of the bells is lacking, which means to say, in the way we're understanding it now, he does not want to include those Yidin that are on the bottom of the Me'il. Even if it's for a good reason, even if he wants to serve Hashem from the level of Kildamadaka, and therefore he doesn't have space for people that are still on the bottom of the Me'il, people that are still serving Hashem through Rash. But if, if, if that's what he tries to do, his whole existence. Ceases, ceases to exist. Because the completion of the Yidin, of the Jewish people, is dependent on the fact that we should include everybody. From the highest of the levels, the wood choppers and the water carriers, which is the lowest of levels, everyone has to be included. So the life of the Kayan Gadol is dependent on Venishma Kailoi, on the fact that his Avoida is inclusive of all types of Yidin, even those Yidin who are still on the level that are serving Hashem with noise. Thus is the Abernar by the Kabbat of King Gadl Mashachalashan. This applies to the Avoida of the King Gadl during the year. When Knisasi on Avoidasi is not in Kadesh, when he enters and serves. In the Kodesh, in the Holy. And the Eden were over there because it's not the holiest place, it's only the Kodesh. There is still space to be able to differentiate between the various different levels of Eden. All ten different levels of Eden. Therefore, there had to be the, the sound of the bells. This is Berash, who's still serving Hashem with noise because he's including all types of Yidin, and there is a differentiation between those types that some serve Hashem with Bittu and without noise, and some serve Hashem with noise. In Kedesh HaKadoshim is on Arash. However, when it comes to Yim Kippur, and the Kayin Gadol goes into the Kedesh HaKadoshim, there is no noise. Because then the Yidin are on the level of Malachim, of angels. These Galos, when there is Kasos, Atmos, when Ali Yidin, and this is the revelation of the deep eternal bond between the Yid and the every Yid and the Ebishter. We bowed as Yederid Afilu Divashtein Afilu Divashtein Shaykh to Shuli Amil. Every single Yid, even those that are on the fringe, even though there's those that are on the bottom of the Me'il. Anyim Kippur, they stand in a total oneness and closeness to Hashem. Which is the deepest level of the Neshama, is one with Hashem. So even their entrance into the Kedesh together with the Kain Gadol, 
It's not like someone who was far that comes close, which would have to be done through noise, noisiness. Every single yid is on a level that they could serve Hashem with total bittel, which is the soundless, the muted uh, uh, voice, the muted sound that's serving Hashem. So Adim Kippur, every is on the level of, of bittel, and therefore there's no noise. But during the rest of the year, where there's various different levels of Yidin, some are still on the bottom, some are still on the fringe, and their journey to Hashem is with noise, and the Kayan God has to include them into his Avaidah when he goes into the Kedush HaGadosh, he's representing them, and therefore, the Nishma Kailai, part of his Avaidah is to hear the noise, to be able to recognize and acknowledge that he's bringing every Yid in with him to the Kedush to the Kedush. Now we're going to go back to the tapuchim and the rimainim, if you remember, to the apples and to the pomegranates. And we're going to say that this represents two levels of Yidin. And we're going to connect it to Venishma Koyle. In other words, now that we understand this idea of Venishma Koyle, why the sound had to be heard, we can now understand why there's a difference between the, Ramba, the Rashi and Ramban oh, and why... There's a difference between tapuchim, apples, and rimonim, pomegranates. Piko and alvim and eichzai, but eichzai and farshtanik, nechilik, tzvishin shitas aramban. As imlin no yasim kmi tapuchizov, we'll understand that the difference between the shita of the ramban, who holds that if it was solely for decorative purposes, it should have been apples, golden apples. When shitas rashi hasn't been found, there's any menim lenoi in the shita of rashi, then in this case, even though in the menoida, it was apples, nevertheless, in this case, and even though it's Linoi, it's for decorative purposes, nevertheless, it has to be remain in pomegranates. Eden zaining eglichen saitzu atapuach un saitzu arimen. In the writings of Chazal, the writings of our sages, we find in the Psukim as well, comparisons where the Yidin are compared sometimes to an apple. For example, there's a posik. Uh, either a pasuk kitapuach batzayayar or a pasuk tachas hapuach eiratiha. These are some examples of psukim that compare the yidden to an apple. And sometimes the yidden are compared to a rima into a pomegranate. The chilik tzvishin zayis. What's the difference? The dimyon to tapuach is masim to yidden vizizayin berumamayla. The comparison to the apple is yidden on a lofty level. One of the examples is that there's a Gemara in Shabbos, Padav Peches, where he says, why are Yidin compared to an apple? Just like the apple, the fruit comes before the leaves, so to the Yidin said Nasa before Nishma. So one of the examples, there's other examples in other parts of Chazal, where uh, in Gemara and, and Medrash, where, the, where it explains the, the Maila, the loftiness the, of the, the greatness of a Yid, of Yidin, as it is compared to an apple. The level of rimoin of pomegranate refers to Yidin on a lower level. One of the examples is Kepela Harimin Rakoscha. Rakosecha. That uh, uh, your your head, your 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 forehead, your brow is like a split pomegranate. And the Gemara explains, Rekonin Shebach. Rakoscha mi rakasecha means those who amongst you who are empty. So, it, which is the yid, the way he is in the lower level. 
Aber euch seid ein angefüllt mit Tevuk Dusche. But nevertheless, even the Yid who's on the lower level, he's considered a Rekan in an empty vessel, is still filled with Tevuk Dusche. Wie der Hemschich was seen from the Maimar Chazal as the conclusion of that of that teaching of Chazal. Afilu Rekan in Shebechah, even the empty amongst you, Malay Mitzvahs Kirimoyim, are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. So we have Tapuach represents Yidin on their high level, and Dimoyim represents the Yidin on a low level. In Pirish Rashi, Pshutishal Mikra, so in Rashi, which Rashi is the literal understanding, the basic understanding of the Pasik, would Yidin wearing his emphasis on the pastor Subichitzenius, where Yidin is seen, uh, on a basic level, on an external level, so we see those yidin that are on the bottom of the meil in a dargif on the konin in a level of empty. And therefore, according to Rashi, the there are pomegranates there. To to show as even the empty amongst you, and even lower than those who are empty, they have no mitzvahs. Even those who are peshe Yisrael, those who have sins, which is the lashon, uh, the same expression. In other places in the Gemara and Eruvin, it uses the same lashon. And it says, So even, a, even the Poishaya, even the sinner, is compared to a pomegranate. So we have to say, we have to show that even these Yidin, even those who are empty from mitzvahs, and even those who are, who are Poishay Yisrael, they're sinners. They go in, into the holy chamber with the Kain Godel. They are just as much a part of the Jewish people. And even more so, they are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate. So Rashi speaks about pomegranates because Rashi is looking at it on a very basic upfront level. And you see a yid and sometimes it looks, at least on the outside, externally, that there is a, an emptiness here or even worse. And therefore Rashi says, remind him. We want to tell that every Yid, even the Yidin, the Rimaynim Yidin, are part of Klal Yisrael, and they go into the Kaidesh with the Kain Gadol. In Pirish Ramban, however, the Ramban doesn't just include Pshat, the, 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 the simple, under, the basic understanding of the Psukim, beautiful words, beautiful things, to those who know Chain, Chain literally means grace. But Chain is also an acronym, Chachman Nistara, the hidden wisdom, which is a reference to Kabbalah. The Ramban writes in his in his Hagdama, in his introduction, that some of the things that the Ramban teaches are based on Kabbalah. When you're looking at the esoteric part, the hidden part of Torah, it also tells you to look at the hidden part of the Yid, the deeper part of the Yid. From the inner part of the Yid, there's no connection to sin. The Yidin, excuse me, are all tzaddikim. They are entirely tzaddikim. Umehai time is the Ramban Mefares as the Venishma Kaili is not a Chonus that Avedish Lacharef and King Gadol. And this is why we said earlier that the Ramban says that the sound of the bells was only a preparation for the Avedah. 
and not part of the Aveda itself. Because according to the Ramban, once the Kayin goes in to the Kaidish, to the Kaidish, when the Kayin to do the Aveda, he is approaching this the Aveda of Kaldumadaka. Of no 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 noise, the Aveda of Tzadikim. Because the Ramban is looking at the Yid, at every Yid, as a Tzadik. And therefore, on the level of Tzadikim, there's no need for noise. So the Rashi sees, a yid, sees, sees the Yidin on the level of Rimoinim, and therefore he says that, uh, that, uh, that the that the Il had Rimoinim on the bottom. Ramban, who's looking at the Yid as a Tzadik, as a higher level, so the Ramban then says to Rashi, V'im l'noi, if the, the 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 pomegranates were not there for their function, for their for their functional use, if you're trying to bring out the beauty of the yid, you shouldn't be uh, highlighting the the the. The pomegranate of the yid, which is the emptiness of the yid. You should show the greatness of a yid on the deepest, most level. Every yid is a golden apple, which we said before shows on a very high level. Similar to the menorah. Explains in a mimer that the seven branches of the menorah represent seven different levels of Yidin as as servants of Hashem. And therefore, every nair, every branch had an apple in it because since it's talking about Hashem, the servants of Hashem, therefore it's the Yidin on the higher level, and therefore they are represented by the ornament of an apple. Says the Ramban, if if you're talking Linoi, if you're talking about the beauty of the Yid, why would you have a pomegranate, which is not the highest level of the Yid? Why not have an apple, which represents the highest level of the Yid? So now, so and based on this, we understand the uh, the the back and forth between the Rashi and the Ramban. Ramban holds that the reminding were there for their for their for their functional use that the bells were inside the pomegranates. But he holds that had they been there, they would have spoke, they should have been tapuchezov, because they should have been golden apples, because in order to represent the greatness of the Yid, to represent every single Yid, even the lowest level of a Yid, but if you look at him as a tzaddik, he's represented in, 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 the, in the metaphor of an apple. Rashi, on the other hand, is looking more realistically and practically. And therefore, he says... There are a situation of Yidin that are on the level of Rimonim. We want them to know that they too are included in the Aved of the Kayan God. They too are welcomed in. They too are brought in to the Kaidish, to the Holy Chamber with every other Yid. And therefore Rashi says, Rashi says that even if it's Lenoi, it's still Rimonim, still, it's still pomegranates because we, are, we want to include everybody even on the most external level. In Sif Zion, the Rebbe is going to do something that's uh, uh, fairly typical for the Rebbe. 
it's going to take what we see, what we how we seemingly built a, an organized system here. There's there's rimonim, the lower level. There's tafuchim, the higher level. The lower level serves Hashem with nash. The higher level serves Hashem with kildomadaka, and he's going to turn it upside down. He's going to say that within within the lower level is really a higher level, and the truth of the matter is that there's actually a, a question that gets answered. I doesn't. I don't think that's why it's brought here. And I don't think it says it clearly here, but I believe that this will answer a question according to the Ramban. Why is that? Why, why is it Vinishma Koyle? According to the Ramban, why do you have to have noise Vinishma Koyle during the Avoida? He holds that the Vinishma Koyle is a Hachan Why? Because the Avoida itself is killed Mumadaka. And, and as a Hachan you have Vinishma Koyle. So the question is in that case, why why was there noise? Why is why is not every day like Yom Kippur? Why is there noise uh, according to the Ramban during the Avaidah of the Kain God? And I believe that that would be answered in the following Sif as well. Even though that on a basic level, on a very simple level, the Aveda of the noise of hearing the sound is lower than the Aveda of the silence. Nevertheless, we could say that in the serving Hashem with the noise, there is a mile, there is an advantage over the serving Hashem with Bittul. The Aveda is because the Aveda of Bittol, the Aveda of the silence is finite. It's true that the Aveda, the servant, the server, the servant of Hashem, is in a state of Bittol. It's still in a manner where it is Aveda. It's organized. The light is in the vessel. But the Aveda of the, the sound is heard. Is the Ras Godel Gufa Bavais? The very noise itself represents as it is arose from the Agbolus from Kalim. He's gone out of the limit of his of his vessels, is out of the limit of his personal parameters. And can it magbos and the spilus? He cannot limit, he cannot control his excitement. When the river comes to an attack of a kail, and it's expressed in, 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 in a cry, in a scream. This is one of the reasons why the place of the tzaddik of the Baal is a place where the tzaddik Gomer cannot reach. Because it's specifically in the noise of, of the Aveda of Tshuva where the, where, the, where the infinity of the Nishama can express itself. In other words, in the, in the basic approach, you, you start out with noise. With 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 with, with uh, coming and going and, and 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 panic and clamor and all these other uh, 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 synonyms, and then you reach bittel and everything calms down. But the problem with the calming down is that then you're limited to the extent of the of the bittel. There's a higher level, a higher level when the neshama wants to go out of its kalim. The neshama wants to go out of its own parameters, wants to reach a much higher level. And therefore, even after the neshama has reached bittul, the neshama, the, the neshama is still in a state of rash because it's trying to, to, to go out of its own uh, limitations. So as much as we uh, emphasized until here the, 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 the greatness of serving Hashem with silence, 
all of a sudden we were now introduced to the fact that besides the fact that we're trying to reach every single Yid, and that has to be done with noise, even even after we reach the level of Bittal, we even reach the level of Tzaddik, there's a higher level than Tzaddik that is also reached through noise, through Rash, through going out of the Kalim. And I, I, like I said before, L'chaira, this can explain why according to the Ramban, it was Benishma Koyle also in the, in the, in the Aveda, during the Aveda, because even though the Aveda has to be done with a Kel Bamadaka with Bittal, nevertheless, there's an element, uh, 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 there's an element of of wanting to go higher than the Kel Bamadaka, and that is symbolized in the Benishma Koyle. From all this, there is a very special lesson for this day. those who claim, hey, it's true that because of the situation of our generation, we have to be involved in strengthening Yiddishkeit and spreading Torah. We cannot suffice by sitting in our own space. I feel the Daldamus of Tater, even a space of Tater. Wait until he is approached and asked to go out and spread Tater. We have to go out into the outside. And find those hidden that might feel like they are. Uh, pushed away. And turn them into Bali so people say it's true. This has to be done. We can't wait until we're called on. We have to run out into the street. And we have to go out into the outside and find those hidden that are that are lost, so to speak, and bring them closer. But the same people claim, why make a big tumble out of it? Why is it so necessary to go out into the street and call out with a loud voice as Yidin's on leg in Tefillin, the Yidin's put on Tefillin, unclap mezuzahs, have to turn into a fixed mezuzahs to their doors. Geben stokavakeit vizah. Anhagiv asme gefintnit ashturim vazeh indifridikideris. A kind of conduct that we don't find to be accepted uh, in previous generations. And just to, for the sake of context, this tzichah is from Tavshin Lamedhei. When the Rebbe began to speak about the tankin, to go out with mitzvah tanks into into the outside world. In those days, it was still uh, trucks, not RVs. And they would go out into the streets and they would stop you in the middle of the street. Excuse me, are you are you Jewish? Asking you to put on film and encouraging you to do to do, to do mitzvahs. So people said, what's with the going into the streets? What's with the noise? You know, you have to be, you have to be makar of Yidin. But why do you have to do this in such a way that makes so much noise? Is it ever of them? The answer is that according to all of the Siman and the Chazal bring, we are in the generation of the footsteps of Mashiach, the heels of Mashiach. And, and which means we are in the lowest level, we ourselves are on the bottom of the of the Me'il. So we have to know that on the bottom of the tunic there has to be bells. As the knisif from the mesuk from the Eden elakedish tachas kamfei yashchina to be able to bring in these yidden into the holy under the wings of the hebrews shchina is uiskishtelt in the nefesh of vinishma kelim. It's a it's established that it has to be done in a manner of noise. Ve'yadir abeged davki in dem rash when avidus atshuva is a tachas ilikinal and and as we said in the last siv siv zayin that specifically in the noise is the greatness of tshuva. So therefore, don't tell me, says the Rebbe. That we should do this quietly and uh, and uh, covertly, but rather we are now in a time 
where the Yidin are in a state of Shuli Amil. We are in the in time-wise, chronologically, we are in the Shuli Amil. We are at the very bottom of the Galus. And therefore, the Aveda has to be done with noise. And the way to be Makar of these Yidin uh, is through is through a, a Kail Rash Gadol, through Venishma Kailai. And like we said before, this brings to the highest level even higher than Tachas Abitl. And then there's one more point to be made here. By those who are transgressing the will of Hashem. If you look at the at the opposite side, the outside world, they have the sound of the masses of Rome. Meaning to say, Rome, the 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 the, the, the outside world has noise. The things from the other side are not being done hidden. They're being done with the greatest publicity and the greatest noise. Is there vexed from battles and them student for Sitrachra? So how do we how do we uh, uh, nullify? How do we break the noise, the fanfare of the other side? So the way the Alter Rebbe says it in Tanya, Biminovidugmasa with its very self. You use it against itself. The martial arts. You take the, the, the other person's strength and you use it against them. Mineyu be abba lishde be narga. This is an expression with a means that from the uh, from the forest itself, from the from the tree itself, you make an axe. The axe, the handle of the axe is wood. So you take the wood from the tree, from a tree, and you make an axe with it to knock down, to chop down other trees. You take the, the very thing itself that's fighting you, and you use it to fight itself. When those who are doing the will of Hashem do their avayda with noise, with, with publicity, with sound, with, 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 with the sound being heard. And in the place where the Rome, where the outside world is hustling and bustling. Then we have to do the same thing. We have to take our noise and bring it into their noise and make noise. A noise of kedusha, noise that is that 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 that, that awakens the, the hearts of the yidden and brings them closer to Hashem. That if those who transgress the will of Hashem are successful, then certainly those who fulfill the will of Hashem will be successful. As the yidden that zanyeshvin betach vahaskit elad mosam will be able to reach a time of silence. We'll be able to sit peacefully and quietly on our own land. Only after. There will be the sounding of the great shayfer. Through the sound, the noise that will herald the geulim of Asar of Mamish, that will herald the redemption of Mamish. So if we, if we, if we start, if we do the avoid with noise, we'll end up to a to a time of peace. But the first thing we have to do is we have to take on the world. We have to look at the world. They're going. They're going with noise. We have to bring our noise, and we have to bring all the yidden, even those that are b'shulei ameil on the bottom of the of the meil. Everyone has to be brought in tachas kanva under the wings of Hashem, and then we are able to see the success of our efforts. That will hear the the, the greatest sound that could ever be the sound that tells us that the geula is here.